Teachers are ordained and anointed by God to correct, reprove, and instruct in righteousness. Teachers are disciples held to a higher standard and confidence. Teachers are offenders of evil because they speak God's truth. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Welcome, God's beautiful people, back to another episode of The Teaching Prophet. I am she, she is me, Tensla L. Clayton, the master teacher delivering lessons for the Lord. We are going to be continuing our learning journey through the book of Acts by stopping off in chapter three. If you have not listened to chapters one and two, I encourage you to go back, take a listen, because in chapter one, we give you the foundation. We let you know that the books of Acts, um, the book of Acts, they are broken up into three different segments. And so we're still on the segment talking about leaders. And so we have our audience, our attribute and our keywords and our phrase. And today we are going to be talking about the audience of critical care leaders critical care leaders like to call these people or liking them to ER doctors. So the attribute we're going to be looking at is honest or honesty. It's free from, it's the, um, to be free from deceit and untruthfulness, to be sincere. These leaders, they speak the truth. Not that all leaders don't, but in this, because we're working with the attribute honesty, we're talking about speaking the truth. We're talking about not withholding key information and we're talking about being firm, but yet sincere. So our audience is critical care leaders. Our attribute is honest or honesty. And our key words for this is um, they are witness, warrior and worshiper. Yes, yes witness warrior worshiper and I said okay God how are you going to tie all this together I want to see you work God let's but let's go and see so in the book of Acts chapter 3 we are witnessing Peter and John going into the temple for prayer they passed this man who whose family set him there at the gate called beautiful to beg for alms for those of you that don't know, arms is his money to beg for money. And I could infer that if his family set him there, then it's possibly this is their family business because they said because he was lame from birth. And it says that, his, his, you know, the people will come and set him there. Who is the people? Maybe his family. All right. So anyways, so Peter is Pat. Peter and John is passing by this guy. This guy grabs on to Peter and John. He's like, hey, hey. Money for the poor, money for, you know, money for the, the, the lame man, whatever he's saying. And then Peter said, look, the man dead in the eye. Right. And he tells the man, look at us. And the man does because he's expecting something. And so I'm thinking to myself, if he's sitting there begging for money and they tell him to look at us, Peter tells him to look at us. And now he's expecting something. Oh, yeah. OK, God. Keep going. Keep going. All right. Peter then tells him silver and gold. Have I not? We don't have this, but what we do have, we give to you. Take up your bed and walk. Peter takes the lame man by the hand and immediately the strength in his body. Uh, make, he stands up with strength in his body and he began to walk praising, leaping, thanking God for what has been done. 
And he continued to do this as they walked through the gate called Beautiful. And he's also still holding on to Peter and John because I don't know if he's like me. He don't want to let go of the blessing. These people just blessed me. I'm going to hold on to this power. And the people are looking at this and they are amazed because they know this man has been lame since birth. They know this is the same man. And so now they are amazed. So by now, Peter, the man and John are on Solomon's porch and people are gathering around them just in pure marvel. They're just just, oh, my God, this is the same man. And so Peter looks around and he's like, why are y'all marveling at what has been done? As if we did this of our own power or holiness. He begins to, he continues to tell them that it was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers through Jesus, whom you delivered up for crucifixion, desiring a murderer over the holy and just one to be released. And you killed the prince of life who God raised from the dead. And we did his disciples. We were witness to all of that. It is through the power and authority by faith in Jesus that this man is now walking. Now, Peter says, I know y'all did it out of ignorance, as did your leaders. However, everything that y'all did was to fulfill a prophecy that was spoken by the old prophets. But this is what I'm going to do for y'all today. I'm going to offer y'all the chance to repent and have your sins blotted out for the refreshing times will come. So God is offering to you, you, the first right of refusal Ah, my words get twisted up there. The first right of refusal of the Holy Spirit. So you either can receive this Holy Spirit and be cleansed of your iniquity because the raising the risen Jesus, he's going to come back. He's going to come back in the times of restitution during the times of restitution. And he's going to be looking. He's going to be looking for those that repented. So you have the first Right of refusal. You Jews. Because this is the lineage of Jesus. He said we're going to offer this unto you first. You get the first. Offering. Receive Jesus. Repent from your sins. Even though you were ignorant of what you did. I said okay Lord. Okay. So now that we have that. And we know that and we have the background and what's going on in Acts chapter three. What does this have to do with a critical care leader? What does this have to do with a, with a critical care leader? Well, as I stated before, critical care leaders are like ER doctors. And if you know anything about the ER, have you ever been to the ER, sat with somebody in the ER? That's where they triage very quickly. What's wrong? That's when they 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 find the problem. They stop the bleeding or or, you know, stop the uh, not stop it. Well, they temporarily put a something in place so that it can get you either out back out the door or they can get you into a permanent room for further testing and evaluation. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell I spent some time in the ER. And also critical care ER, well, inter, critical care doctors or ER doctors, they, they can, they quickly see or get a big snapshot of what's going on with you so they can prescribe what you need and not necessarily what you want. 
so a good ER doctor, they 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 are good and swift with their diagnosis because they've been they they sit with this. Now, even though doctors are practicing medicine, these ER doctors, they are up on the latest uh, um, research and the latest thing. They take the time. <laughs> they take the time to understand the timeliness of what they need to do in that ER room. This is critical care leaders. Critical care leaders, they sit with God. They have time in their day to talk with God, to allow him to talk to them. They open their spirits up. Peter and John did this when they was in the upper room. They were in the upper room. They spent time, was on one accord with everyone. So they were able to get the latest information from the spirit of the Lord. They were able to get all the things that they need, all the tools, all the medicines, all the prescription pads that they need to write out the scripts for the people that they would come in contact with. Because listen, they were on their way to prayer. They were on their way to prayer. They did not know that they was going to have to stop and triage this man. They did not know that, but they were prepared. Critical leaders are prepared. They are ready. They are. They stay ready because they stay open to the spirit of God. And so they look at this man and they were able to diagnose the spirit they were able to diagnose his spirit and realize you don't need money. You need faith. These critical care leaders are able to look at you. They're able to look at us and they're able to diagnose our spirit right away and say, you don't need this. You need that. And so I'm going to give you that and not the this. They do this because they speak from a place of truth. They, they, because they've honest and they're open with God and God is downloading the file, your file right to these people. And they're giving you, and some people like to say, why you read my mail? Because God is delivering that mail instantaneously when they come in contact with you. When these critical leaders come in contact with people, God will instantaneously deliver your mail, deliver your, your problem, your everything and give the diagnosis and they will write you a prescription right then and there. They will write you a prescription right then and there because they will not withhold any key information from you. Anything. Because they're not catering to your flesh. They're diagnosing and healing your spirit. Your spirit. And they are firm in what they do. Oh, they are firm, but yet they are sincere. <clears throat> Peter and John are standing on the porch of Solomon's porch and they are firmly telling these people what got what has been done and what will be done and what they need to do in the process. And they are sincere about this. And I said, oh, God, OK, 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 got it. I got it. So uh, but but God, uh, if I if I might ask a question here, um, what does it have to do with being a witness, a warrior and a worshiper? He said, all right, let's tackle this. So I want to go to the worshiper first. A worshiper is a person that constantly is in communion with God. They're 
They're loving on God. They are open to God. They're at his feet. Critical care leaders have that time to do that. Not all critical care leaders are in the pulpit. They're not. Because when you are in the pulpit or when you are a pastor, uh, let me say that not all critical care leaders are pastors because you, they, they, can't, they can't be around a lot of people all day, every day, because they have to be able to be in worship with God, a constant worship with God. Just like these ER doctors, they have to be they have to be constantly updated with the latest information, the latest technology so they can deliver the precise accurate care to these people that comes in the ER with these these issues. Critical care leaders, they, they can't always be around people all the time. So you're not going to find these critical care leaders that are always they're not running in the crowd. They're not with a crowd. They're not with a crowd. They have to be alone. They have to have that devotion time to God daily. Daily. See, I like myself. I'm a teacher by trade as well. So I'm in the classroom and I'm around spirits all day long, all day long. So I, I, I'm not technically a critical care leader. I can be, but I'm not. That's not where that's not my position because I'm around people all day long and I'm constantly interacting with different spirits where I have to. I'm what I met my what you call a primary care leader. We're talking about medical terms here. I probably would be a primary care leader. You know, it takes a while. We build a relationship. We build a relationship and I and you begin to trust me. And over time, you begin to open up to me. You begin to, you know, begin to be honest about your spirit with me because I sit there and I wait till you tell me. Because, again, doctors are practicing medicine. And so in those terms, in that sense, I am sitting here as a primary care doctor. I'm practicing you know, being patient with you and being patient with my patients. <laughs> but critical care leaders, they have to be in and out. It's a quick thing. It's, 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 they don't stay long. They're in, they're out. Because once they heal this man and move on, they got other stuff to do. They have other things they need to be do need to be done. So they need to be in constant worship with God in order to um, deliver this precise care to the spirit of people, of God's people. They have to be able to uh, be ready to provide spiritual, uh, what we call them, spiritual, what's some things called? Uh, when you get cut, the uh, stitches. They have to be able to provide those spiritual stitches to people. And so they all, they have to be a worshiper and they have to have time to worship God. All right. So that's what I was like. Okay. All right. Cool. I see that one, God. I see what you're doing there. All right. Well, uh, what about this warrior thing, God? Because to me, this is what I'm having a conversation with God. To me, a warrior is somebody that's always fighting. These critical care leaders, what they're not really fighting. Like, that's what I believe a warrior is. And God was beginning to tell me, no, go look it up. Go look, go really look at the the attributes and the the qualities of a warrior. And when I did, it said they are brave. They're courageous. Oh, okay, Lord. <laughs> I get it. Doik. So these critical care leaders are warriors in the sense that they are brave and courageous in the face of opposition. Courageous and brave in the face of opposition. They have to be. 
They have to stand firm. They have to be able to stand on what they believe and be be exact on what they're doing. They have to be. Because it's not it's not about them, it's about the patient. So a critical care leader it don't waver. They don't waver. They stand firm. They are courageous enough to say no, nope, nope, and no. And yeah, no. And so when you think about it, when I said earlier, most critical care leaders are not pastors because pastors tend to have the heart for the people and they tend to waver. And, you know, I mean, if you want to, if that, if you feel like your spirit can handle it, no, no, no. Critical care leads to tell you, no, your spirit can't take that. Mm-mm. No, that's not the right prescription for you. This is your prescription here. Um, this is what you need to take to the pharmacy, i.e. God. And this is what you need to uh, you get from him so you can go on and live this healthy Christian life. Yes. Yes. I know. Pastors. They, I know some pastors. They, they love their people so much they, to the detriment of themselves. Not these critical care leaders. They are warriors. They are able to stand even even if you, you they're like the soccer boppums. I don't know if you know you remember those little things that was weighted down at the bottom and you punch it. It goes down and come back up like, yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> these are the critical care leaders. Eh, I'm still here. <laughs> I still have the same prescription. I'm still going to tell you the same thing. And so that's what Peter and John was doing. They were warriors in the sense that they were brave enough to stand on Solomon's porch and to deliver the message they delivered to these people and say, hey, yeah, you did it. We didn't do this of our own power and authority. We did it in the authority of Jesus Christ, who, uh, by the way, you you uh, you crucified. You chose a murderer to be released over him. This is the power and authority that by which this man is now walking, by which this man is now leaping and praising God. Yeah, they were brave. They were warriors in that sense to tell these people what they did, why they did it. Because he said, and we know you did a lot of ignorance, but here's what can happen for you. Here's what we got for you. Here's what the Lord has given us to give to you today. This is the this is the prescription that you have here today. Repent. Because the time of refreshing will come and you want to be in a number. So go on and repent and be cleansed from your iniquities. Bravery. Courageous. That's what the warrior is. That's what they are. The critical care leaders are. They're able to tell you. I know what you did last night, but there's still hope for you if you take this prescription. I said, all right, God, I got that one. But here is the word that's been sitting with me. Every time I would read this chapter, every time I would go over my notes, every time I would get off work and I would come and I would sit on the couch and I would look at my notes and I would look at this Bible and I'm and it just witness just kept coming at me and in the middle of the night the word I will be waking up and he would tell me something else about a witness and I have to get up and I have to write it down and so I said okay I want to make sure I flush this out the way you want me to flush it out God he said all right tell the people there are two types of witnesses 
And I said, okay. I said, okay, I will. What are they? But hold on, before I tell you that, the people on Solomon's porch, they were witnessing, they were becoming a witness. I just had to let just give you that little. I had a little note here. I just make sure I had to tell that the people that were around surrounding Solomon's porch when Peter was preaching to them and telling them and teaching them. They're going to be part of the spreading of the gospel. They're going to become witnesses. Why? Because God told me there's two types of witness. He want me to tell you about. And I'm, you know, my tongue's a little, <clears throat> a little crazy this morning. So I hope we can get this out real clear. Because, <clears throat> come on, voice, don't play with it. There's an, a witness that is affected by what the, the event that they witness. And then there's a witness that, are, that is effective because of the, witness, the event that they witness. So we have an affected witness and then we have an effective witness. All right. What's the difference? I'm glad you asked. So God says the witness that is affected by the event that they saw or experienced or lived through only change for them. Yes, they only make changes for themselves. They saw this event, they witnessed this event, they lived through, experienced this event, and they said, I will not do that or I will not do or be that in my life. And they just, they just change for themselves. That's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. You witnessed something, you saw something, you, you heard something, you experienced something, you lived through something, and you said, you don't want to go through that again. So boom, you change. And you go the other way, you pivot, you go the other way, and that's how you live your life. Hey, kudos to you. Nothing bad, not being facetious. I know my kids tell me they don't know when they can take me serious, but I'm being serious. This is not a bad thing. It's not. You're just that type of witness. You saw it, and then you decided to go another way. But a witness that is effected and effective by the event, they become evidence of the event. So they not only saw this event and can testify that they saw this and say, this is what I saw. This is what I this, this, this and that. They did now become evidence. Of that event. So not only are they on the stand to testify, if we think about a court of law, not only are they on the stand to testify, but they also submit themselves as evidence so they can be effective into helping others. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. They are not only testifying to Jesus death, burial, and resurrection, they become Jesus's death, burial, and resurrection. Not only testify to Jesus's ministry of salvation and repentance, they become the evidence of Jesus's ministry and salvation. I'm going to sit back and let that breathe.
Yes, Lord. So I was like, mind blown. Okay, God, come through, Holy Spirit. And I was like, oh, my God. So that's what Jesus, I mean, that's what Peter and John is doing. They are effective witnesses. Effective. They not only saw the event, it it got in them so that they became the event and began to witness to others and to be evidence to other what God can do, what God will do and what God has done. Critical care leaders. They are not only a testament to the care that they're giving out to the, to the people of God. They are, they are the evidence of the care that they're giving out to the people of God. Yes. Yes. There are people broken in a spirit. There are people that's going to be, Ooh, some people are going to want to walk away from God. And I speak in terms of future because I just see this great disbandment of churches. And these people are going to be affected that they're going to just turn away. But these critical care leaders are going to be effective into helping provi- to provide spiritual uh, band-aids, sp- spiritual uh, 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 stitches in their spirit so that when they so when they're going to help them, they're going to be there for for a brief minute. And then they're going to pass them off to the primary care leaders. I've told you I I might be one of them. I think I'm one of them. They're going to pass them off. They're not going to, they're not there to just sit there and, and, and hold. Yes, that man held on to Peter and John for that moment. But Peter and John had to move on. They had to move on. So it it, is in my belief that that man was left in care of somebody who would continue to feed his spirit. Somebody who who he could praise God with. He now he now is part of a, a, a group of people who were redeemed by God and say they, they found they he found his his pack. And so Peter and John were able to move on. These critical care leaders are going to be able to do that for a lot of people. They are going to provide that spiritual nourishment quickly through an IV, through the spiritual IV and give these people the nourishment that they need so they can get up and then go find their people and begin to and continue to worship God. It's very important to know who you are in God and where your position will be in these next these next few years. You can't be looking for your position, your purpose. You're going to have to be in your position, in your purpose. These critical care leaders, they're, they're ready. I, I feel like I feel like there's some out there that they haven't. They, they, they've been sitting in <laughs> sitting on the bench just waiting for God to say it's your shift. Clock in. And when they clock in, they're going to be a testament to what God has done, but they're also going to be the evidence of what God has done so they can write this prescription for these people that will be wounded, that are wounded in the spirit. They're going to be a testament. They're going to be evidence to these people. And I just said, and I said, God, thank you. Thank you, Lord, 
Because even though the Jews was given the first right of refusal of the repentance gospel of Jesus, it didn't stop there. It, it, went, it continued to spread. If you don't want the prescription, trust me, somebody else does. Somebody else does. And these critical care leaders, they're going to remind you as well as other leaders, other rightful, true leaders of God's movement. They're going to tell you, don't worship us. Worship Jesus. Worship Jesus. And so I was like, oh, my God, thank you for helping me to understand the two different types of witnesses and to help me to understand that these critical care leaders, they're going to stick to the script of their training, which is in the word of God, in God's holy presence, receiving not only the written word of God, but the right now rhema word of God because they're going to get these files downloaded into their spirit when they meet these people these people grab onto them and these people latch onto them they're going to be able to write the prescription because they are going to stick to the script themselves they're not going to go off tangent because they're because they're flesh and they need followers and friends and money no they're going to stick to the script they're going to stick to the script and so God I said thank you Okay, woo! this one right here to be a witness to not only be affected, but to be affected to the point where you're effective. Because I don't just want to change for me. I want to be able to witness to other people and to testify to other people and to be the evidence to other people what God can do. God will do what God has done. And so I was I am like, oof. so this witness. This to be a witness for God in the position of a critical care leader is so important. It is so important. I don't have anything against people because I want to say this um, who are fresh out of medical school, teachers who are fresh out of college. I don't have anything against them other than the fact that some of them are too eager too eager, overzealous that they, when we're talking about doctors, they overprescribe or underprescribe, right? And then some of these teachers that's coming in, they, they don't even, I had this, cause I had this conversation with, you know, some people and about teachers and these new teachers and they come in, they only doing, so our office hours are, Say, say like your, your teaching hours are from eight to four, just teaching hours, right? They're only going to be a teacher from eight to four. That's not me. Because if you're only going to be a teacher from eight to four, that means they're not doing any outside homework. They're not doing, they're not investing themselves or their time into understanding their students. If a brand if a brand new ER doctor or a brand new doctor come in and they're not in, and they're not taking some work home in the first couple of years, they're not investing themselves fully. Because to get to a place where you don't have to take work home is to get to a place where God is or where, you know, OK, you've experienced enough in the field to know that if a 
patient comes into the ER um, and they exhibit these particular type of symptoms, I don't have to go look for a book to tell me. I'm looking through my papers and looking through my book to tell me this is what is needed. No, you've spent enough time in your research. You spent enough time in your off hours. You spent enough time to understand and experience to understand that, okay, boom, if I see these symptoms, this is what I need to prescribe as well as a teacher. You spent enough time in your lesson plans. You spent enough time getting to know your students and or their families to know what type of lessons or how to deliver those lessons to those students. You have to be an effective witness as a critical care frontline because you're a warrior. Remember critical care leaders, you're a warrior as well and you're a worshiper. That means even on the time when you're supposed to be you, like, like me, I was losing sleep some nights, you know, every time this witness thing would hit me, I had to jump up and write something down. Had I not done that, I won't, I wouldn't be effective in delivering this to you today because I'm concerned about getting my sleep. Mm -mm. No. So I was excited about this lesson and to, and to what the things that God revealed unto me about these critical care leaders, you're needed. You're needed out here. These streets are they 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 cutting them up and they they slicing them down. And so these critical you are needed critical care leaders. You are needed on the front line in the spirit. You are so needed. You needed with all your tools. You're needed with all your experience. You're needed with all of the the worship that you have been doing in private. That, that has become that way of life for you that is needed now more than ever. So, Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for our critical care leaders who are out there on the front line in the spirit. They're 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 putting on spiritual tourniquets. They're putting putting in spiritual uh, stitches for these people. They are stopping the bleeding immediately so that they can be the people can either receive further care under a pastor uh that it is after your own heart or they can go back out there on the front line to do what they've been doing because some of us don't need to uh we just need quick triaging a quick iv lord we need an iv some some substance some 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 immediately uh some morphine or whatever it is so that we can get back out there and continue to do your will and your work. Some of us will, will need some long term care, but all of us will need someone there, someone there, oh God, to quickly diagnose our problem and to give us what we need, Lord, and not what we want. We thank you, God, for these people that stand in the gap, these people that are they're not immediately seen. But your timing is perfect. Your timing is perfect and they know when to move because you tell them when. So I pray that those people that are hurting, that are broken in the spirit, those people that God, they're going to be hurting and broken by the disbandment of a lot of churches. I pray that you continue to send the laborer, the perfect laborer, the perfect critical care leader in the path of these people so that they can receive the triage in the spirit 
that I know that you have equipped them to give. We lift you, Jesus, because you said if you be lifted up, you would draw all men unto you. Please draw, oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've been blessed by another episode of The Teaching Prophet. Don't forget to like, share, and or comment on whichever platform you are listening. We pray you tune in next time. God bless.